Welcome to The Hockey Show, presented by Coors Light. Break away for nonstop chill. And brought to you by Bed River Sportsbook. The Hockey Show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Ready for the power play? Here are your hosts, Pat Boyle and Brian Hanley. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Hockey Show. On ESPN 1000, presented by Coors Light. Break away for the nonstop chill. A lot of chill out there this morning here in Chicago. <laughs> and also sponsored by the Chicago Wolves. Off to a 4-0 and start with Brian Hanley. I am Pat Boyle. You can follow the show on Twitter at ESPN Hockey Show. You can reach us at 312-332-3776. You can watch and listen to the show on twitch.tv, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing today? I am uh, doing great. I'm just enjoying the snow and the cold. Don't know about you. Uh, Just uh, another day in paradise. Just another gorgeous day. Um, You know, you look back at this week, and yes, the Hawks should have won their fourth straight on Thursday night. They squandered a pair of two-goal leads. But, Brian, this is a young team. These are the growing pains you are going to see, not only from the rookies on the ice, but from a young team in general. It was actually like the, the oppo game for them. Everything we liked about this team the last few weeks, they did the opposite on Thursday night. They lost the special teams battle, bad puck management, took dumb penalties, allowed a zillion shots, and the goaltending was at, wasn't at its usual level. Easy there, George Costanza. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that game had everything, including, like you said, the two goal leads, which. Hey, first of all, raise your hand if you thought the Hawks would have a three game win streak this year when the season started and the way it started. And if you're raising your hand, yeah, you're not very honest. Um, <laughs> but now we're getting spoiled, right? Because I think Patrick Kane just made another backhanded pass. Oh. Some beautiful passing in that game. Some terrible turnovers and giveaways. Um, as you said, growing pains. And, and Lincoln did not have his best game. Uh, look, he faced 47 shots, and a lot of times there was no defense in front of him. And, it was, you know, he was just there by himself. So... Uh, it, it was great that Mitchell and Bodan uh, scored their first NHL goals 56 seconds apart, but 17 giveaways and, and those two, uh, three and four respectively, and some were just, I mean, Bodan just got pickpocketed at the blue line, and here you go, it, you know, it's in the back of the net within a split second. So it's, I guess we're getting spoiled because you hate to see a team give up two two goal leads in a game like that, and a game Jeremy Colleton you know, thought they should have won two, and you get that goal to start the second uh, period in the first minute. Those are usually goals that kind of demoralize a team, but a lot to like about this team for sure. And so the growing pains are there, and you're going to have to live with them, but I guess we're we're now getting a little more critical because they're playing really good hockey. Right, right. Our expectations expectations have have risen a bit because of the the surge in play. But, like, you bring up, the, the mistakes by the rookies. And they told the, us that this was going to happen. You were going to see, take Nicholas Bodan out in a high leverage situation, a power play, make a mistake, a, a, a costly turnover that ends up in a shorthanded goal. But he's not going to go sit on the bench. He was right back out there yep. the next power play quarterbacking it. And yeah, he ends up getting a goal and an assist. So he giveth and he taketh away. But that's what this season is about. Yes, they're trying to win hockey games. They're trying to make the playoffs. 
but it's about developing these players. And we're going to see uneven performances on any given night. And you're going to see a guy make a gaffe and cost the team a goal, and you're going to see him have the opportunity to make amends and get his first NHL goal like Bodan did and Mitchell did on Thursday night. Yeah, and, and the other thing, Pat, is, you know, looking at Kevin Lankinen, a uh, couple of his goals he'd like to have back, you know, I think on the, the tying goal when it uh, went 5-5, I thought he really didn't see the, the initial shot to hit the crossbar, obviously, and then he kind of lost the rebound. And so they score and even it up, and you just kind of felt like that the momentum was on, on the Blue Jacket side at that point. But that, they obviously have landed on, on their top goalie here in Lincoln, and he's played 10 of the last 12. Uh, you know, we should talk about how he's among the league leaders and some really interesting uh, statistical categories and advanced statistics as well. Do you have to give him a break sometime? Um, it, to me, tonight might be the logical thing, but you're still playing a very good team in the Blue Jackets, and you give him a ch- you know a chance just to go back out there and and you know show that he was he can be better than he's than he was the other night. Not not that I'm blaming the loss on him by any stretch, but do you do you give him a, a breather tonight, or do you just keep rolling him out there as long as you can? Well, he's clearly the, their number one. Uh, I'm with you. He has to get. He has to get a break at some point. This is the only team that has beat the Hawks in the last 12 games in regulation. Columbus has beat them twice now. And we can the the the, the first time was a goalie win by Corpusallo a couple of Fridays ago and the other was the 6-5 game, the 1992 All-Star shootout that we saw on Thursday night. I interviewed Kevin Lankinen yesterday for a podcast. And we're going to hear part of that coming up a little bit later on in the show. I'll give you just a little little teaser. He's got a book club. That just that just I don't know how many NHL Excuse players. Me, Oprah, what, what yes, happened? yes. I, I, you know what? I, I, it's going to take some time to to unpack that. I'll get to that in the next segment. But when I was interviewing him, so Corpusala and and uh, Lankin are both Finnish net miners. They've known each other for a long time, and they're good buddies. They text each other all the time. And so yesterday, is Corpusalo in the book club? Uh, I don't know. Did not have that confirmed. But some NHLers are, which I found very interesting. <laughs> um, it, it, you could tell they're not American. I yeah, was like you for know, sure. yeah, like, yeah. You could be, be binge watching something on Netflix instead right. of you know what, what's the latest novel, fiction right. or nonfiction? What, what what are you reading these days? So I asked him. I said, "Is it tougher to lose to your buddy?" He said, "Absolutely. It it, it stings me." And uh, that's why I want to get him tomorrow night. And I was like, oh, does that mean he's starting? Because they usually let the goalie know uh, the night ahead of time. So we'll see what happens. They're going to have morning skate during the show. We'll find out whether or not he's in the starters crease or not. Let's let's get to some of the sound from the other day. And I, I thought this was an interesting question because, like, our expectations as fans and broadcasters changed with the way this team turned things around the last three weeks. So Alex DeBrinkett was asked if losing a tough game like Thursday night is different when it happens during a rebuild. It sucks no matter what. Um, I mean, obviously, I think we've done a good job with keeping ourselves in games, even when we're not having the best game and, um, you know, getting points, whether it's in overtime or, or winning an overtime or shootout. Um, but, um, you know, 
we, we should have had that one last night. It's, it's tough to, um, you know, take, but I think we can learn from it. Um, come back stronger. Um, obviously we want to get two points tomorrow and, um, you know, move on from that, but take the lessons we learned there and learn how to close out a game. Um, I mean, that's definitely one we should have had. So I'll have the rematch with Columbus tonight. That's a 7 o'clock start at the United Center. We'll have the pregame for you on NBC Sports Chicago at 6.30. Patrick Sharp will be joining the broadcast tonight. Um, wow. That's yeah. a lot of handsome on, the, That's on just, the set you know, there right there between I, I, the two of you. I, well, let's, let's be honest. It's it's only going one way, and it ain't going this way. <laughs> um, it, you know, I, I think DeBrinkett brings up a good point as far as, like, it's it, it stinks no matter what, like they're not in this for the, you know, gosh, we tried hard. We're an up and coming team. They want to win games. They need to figure out how to win games. Let they let slip away on Thursday night. That can't, that cannot happen. And, and, you know, that might be the reason that they go back to Kevin Lankin and tonight to, you know, kind of also say to him, look, that wasn't a great defensive effort in front of you either. No. You know, I mean, you give up, what, 47 shots and 70-plus shot attempts, whatever it was. I mean, it, it, it felt a lot like the team defensively that we have seen on the ice the last two seasons. And look, how good has Dabrinkit been, too? And we were hoping to see that. And the, the, the one goal, he loses the draw, but he immediately goes to the corner and, and gets it back. And next thing you know, you know, it's to, off to Patrick Kane and, you know, all alone at the top of the circle and Kane does what Kane does and scores a power play goal and the power play keeps on chugging. But it's great to see DeBrinket have that attitude, but more importantly, have the season he's had on the ice to this point. Brian, he's been fantastic. Five yeah. goals in the last four games. You talk about the puck retrieval play uh, where he goes in and takes it away from Jones. Uh that's the a different part of Alex's game that has matured in the last year. And, you know, he talked about it yesterday. This is year three. And again, it's been off and on with, with him playing with Patrick Kane. But it takes time to develop a chemistry and figure out how to play with Kane. Because he's so damn talented, so many young players want to make sure they get him the puck. And to a, almost to a fault, they don't shoot the puck when they should. And Alex finally feels that he's in that comfort zone. I'm going to talk to Sharpie about that on the pregame show. He was on the same line with Kane in 2010 and throughout some of the years, most recently in 2017. I want to talk to somebody who's out there on the ice with this wizard and what is that process like. But to bring it... He talked about how Patrick Kane has not slowed down. And you talked about the passing from Kane. Hmm. The the backhand sauce passes that he makes on a nightly basis. He made three on Thursday. Dare I say, is he getting better at this in year 14? Because I think he is. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and that tic-tac-toe, maybe add another toe play, to bring it to Bodan to Kane, the backhanded pass to Pew Suter. I mean, there were there were some plays in there that were highlight real stuff, and there were just enough of the bad stuff too to end up on a six five loss. Uh, you know, the a win the win turns into a loss. So it it added a little bit of everything, and it was certainly entertaining. But boy, when you're up 
two goals twice in that game, you think you got to finish that no matter if you're a veteran team or a young team. Here's Alex to break it on Patrick Kane not slowing down one bit. He's fun to watch, obviously. Um, even when you're playing with him, you sometimes just want to keep your eyes on him, see what he does. Um, but, uh, I mean, you, you can tell – you know, he works so hard and he's always on there after practice and stuff. So, um, really it's not a surprise. He hasn't slowed down. Um, he's, he's one of the hardest working guys in our locker room and, um, you know, one of the most accomplished too. So, um, pretty funny how those things go together. And, um, he's, he's been a lot of fun to play with and a lot of fun to watch. Hey, he's out there with a rookie centering his line and, and Pew Suter. He's got seven goals and 13 assists, 20 points in the 15 games this year. 88 has not slowed down one one bit, Brian, at all. No, no. And, and, you know, look, when you hear young guys who are smart enough to realize not only the talent they're playing with, but to soak, be the sponge and soak it all up, right? I mean, I covered back in the day, I covered some Cubs teams, and I remember young pitchers, Frankie Castile, telling me how much he just wanted to sit next to Greg Maddox, uh, as he was, as Maddox was charting pitches, was, he was going to start the next day and just pick his brain and listen to him, you know, what he's looking at and everything else. And you, when you see that in hockey, you know, you see a guy like Debrinkit who gets it. Not only does he have the privilege of playing with a Hall of Famer, but he's smart enough to, to think every day is a tutorial and to take advantage of that. In honor of Valentine's Day weekend, we've got a, one of our poll questions up right now on uh, on Twitter. And you can, by the way, follow the show at ESPN Hockey Show. Uh, the question is, how do you feel about this 2021 Blackhawks team? A, you love them. B, you like them. They're kind of cute. Or C, we're still on a break. Go to uh, We were on a break. We're on a break. <laughs> and uh, we're going to take a break right now. On the other side, we'll take your phone calls and we'll we'll get into the book on Kevin Lankinen. It's it's a different one, and it's coming up next on ESPN One Thousand. You're listening to the Hockey Show. Pat Boyle and Brian Hanley host Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. The Hockey Show, presented by Coors Light, on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN One Thousand, and the ESPN Chicago app. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000 with Brian Hanley. I am Pat Boyle. The Hockey Show is presented by Coors Light. So the Blackhawks back in action tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Then it's two against Detroit. So if you're if you're going with where you might sneak in a Malcolm Subban or a Colin Delia, you could possibly think about one of those Detroit games. Uh, but we will see. Again, they're going to hit the ice for morning skate in just a bit. Let's head to the phone lines and get your thoughts on this uh, Blackhawks team. We start with John in Evanston. Good morning, John. Welcome to the Hockey Show. Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. You know, um, I look at this loss the other night as a perspective learning, uh, uh, learning thing, a learning curve for the players because – for the younger players, because they're just with this loss, they're they're learning not only about their teammates, but what what the other team's players do, what what they like to do, where they like to go, and how to beat them to their spot and take that shot away from them. And you know, um, I, I like our goaltending situation. I think 
uh, Subban might play tonight. Uh, he looked really good in his last outing. Um, as far as what I would do about the cat, if he's having trouble right now determining when to shoot the puck, maybe put him on the third line where he'll whoa, be Whoa, 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 to- Johnny. DeBrick, it's been yeah. fantastic. Yeah. He's got- yeah, I know. No I know, issues. But, but <laughs> the, the thing is, he, you know, he's, he's playing with a Hall of Famer right now, and I like to drink it a lot, and I, I think he's got a nice shot. But if he's gonna, if he's, if he, if the team wants him to shoot more, then shouldn't he be on a, on a line where he has to shoot more, and then put him back on that line where he's a little less dependent on his teammates to shoot and more dependent on his shot. Uh, John, I, he's got great chemistry going right now with Patrick Yeah, they King. don't need to be on a break. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Those are two guys. I mean, they're the two most talented players right now currently that are available on this team. Like, we talk about on a night-to-night basis how the Blackhawks have to outwork the opposition. And for the better part of the last three weeks, that's kind of been their M.O., they're not going to outskill somebody. Those are the two guys that bring the skill. Yeah. Those are the two guys you're hoping show up, and they both have so far. Uh, by the way, we're getting reports uh, from the United Center that Lankanen is in the starters net. So, okay. He, the he, Red uh, Wings are there for you. Yeah. The, so the Red, the Red, the, the, uh, the built in buy is coming up in, in, a, <laughs> in a couple of days. I want to get into Lankanen because this guy, he's an interesting kid. Um, you know, he wasn't the goalie we've seen the last few weeks on Thursday. I got a chance to interview him yesterday. We discussed his relationship with Subban and Delia. And it's just like, they really get along. They, they're supportive of one another. But it's, it's also crazy that they're also trying to take each other's job. But that is the life of an NHL goalie. Um, I got into, you know, asking him, like, why does Finland produce so many? Finland has five and a half million people. The greater Chicagoland area has eight. Uh, we put in maybe two to three goalies in the Chicagoland area over the last, you know, 10 years. They have like dozens. <laughs> so like, like we got into the whole Finnish thing and how important it was for him to lead Finland to the, the world championship gold medal back in 2019. That's really where he got his confidence going. He's got a fiance. Um, so she's back there watching these games with his family. And again, these games are coming on at like 2 and 3 in the morning. So uh, so here's Lankinen on uh, his fiance and family watching the Blackhawks games back in Finland. You can watch every game uh, in Finland too. So they've been watching a whole lot of Blackhawks games lately and late nights for them. Um, I think it's been a, been a different two weeks for them for sure. But I mean... They're just happy. They want to. They want to see every step of my career. They've been in there throughout all the ups and downs. My fiance is the best. She, she's just the biggest supporter I can ever have, and I'm just lucky to have one person like that on my side. But even in the in the family and friends, it's it's just awesome to have that support. And they know how hard I've been working to get this position, and how how hard I work just to be better every day. And just they've been happy to see me reach one goal, but at the same time, we we all look ahead and see see what's ahead and want to move forward and, and get better every day. He spent the last two years in Rockford, had a little stint in Indy for a hand. Was she watching ice hockey games too at the time? I, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? She probably is. 
<laughs> uh, the AHL package, which, by the way, we've got something, uh, yes. a little giveaway coming up uh, at the end of this segment here for the Chicago Wolves. But uh, the thing that really caught my attention yesterday was Kevin Lankinen loves to read. He has his own book club. Brian, it has 17,000 members in this book club. That's just remarkable. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So does he does he come up with the book of the month? Do yeah, they, like... he comes up with the book and makes the suggestion. And uh, part of the proceeds go to support literacy, illiteracy and uh, in um, in Finland. And uh, so, like, so they have like a Zoom meeting and discuss the book after everyone's yes, read it. Yeah, it's done. It's it, you can sign up via Facebook, and it's done virtually. But he, so here's Lankin in on on his book club, and I asked him, you know, are there NHL players in it? He says there's there's a bunch of Finnish stars in it. Here's Lankin in on his book club. First, everybody was like, first everybody was like, who? What is this guy doing? Because not every NHL, not every every player likes to read books, and I have a kind of. Uh, breaking barriers a little bit with that and uh just i've got that big positive feedback from a lot of athletes not just hockey players but uh, there's been a few soccer players from the finnish national team um i've had a few rock stars from from finland join the group and uh, a couple of others and other public figures so it's been good and i think we've been doing a really good job just spreading the word out of literacy and have young people get engaged with reading again because that's a one thing that uh, nowadays, they are starting to get worried about. So he, he reads a book as he goes to bed each night. And and so, like, I asked him, you know, obviously the tough 6-5 loss where they had the, the two two goal leads. I said, well, you know, what would you do to, to fall asleep after that one? He said he, uh, he started laughing. He said he, he read a book, uh, uh, a war book from World War II. Uh, about Finland and Russia. Uh, so a little light reading after the, the 6-5 loss. Okay. <laughs> so I, he mentioned Finnish rock stars. Can you name any you Finnish know, rock stars? None come to mind. And, I, and I'm still, I still, you know, I, I haven't forgiven Finland for Elpo Suhonen because I had a cover. Understood. You, I, okay. you, you've got scars. I know that. Yeah, I yeah. understand. I mean, Mike, I mean, we should probably blame Mike Smith, uh, smartest guy in the room, because he brought us Elpo Suhonen. But if you're going to, you know, if we're going to claim Finland and, and credit him for them for Kevin Lincoln, and you got to take Elpo Suhonen too, please. No question about it. Um, so, I mean, it, it's this he's a different guy, but he's really, really confident. Really confident. So, let, I ended the, this podcast. And again, if you want to check it out, Blackhawks Talk Podcast, wherever you uh, download your favorite podcasts. And I asked him, um, well, this is how I ended a, a, a guy that that's into books. This was the question. If there's a book written about Kevin Lankinen, what's the title? I think the title will be A Star is Born. Whoa. <laughs> a Star is Born. <laughs> that's confidence, Brian. That that's uh, yeah, that's unbelievable. And I, uh, God bless him that he, he has that. And ho- hey, look. Ben Pope wrote this in the Sun-Times the other day, not Vesna uh, uh candidate Kevin Lankinen. But Calder candidate, oh, oh, yeah, Kevin Lincoln. Not Calder, but Vesna. Calder. No, no. No, no. Calder. Because because he's saying that the Calder, the, the rookie classes and all that this year, and the last time a goalie won was 2009. Okay. And Lincoln is putting together a season to this point, and we're more than a quarter of the way through so far. Um, uh, he pointed out the hockey reference point shares. He's he's atop the, uh, the goaltender's uh, statistics for that. 
2.8, an individual's uh, contribution to the team in terms of points earned and how much he is valued, how yeah. much he means to him. So not Vesna necessarily because there are obviously other goalies who are going to have as good a save percentage and all that that goes into that. But at 25, and maybe should have a newcomer award because he's not a 20-year-old goalie, he's a 25-year-old goalie. But interesting uh, take on that from, from Ben Pope that, the, lot, the rookie class hasn't really materialized, so why not a goalie again? Well, he may have to beat out one of his teammates because, you know, Pew Suter leads yeah. all rookies with five goals. So, it, you know, but that, that that that's a good problem to have when you've got... How about uh, that? Yeah, exactly. So we'll, uh, we'll get into more conversation with uh, Steve Conroy coming up on the other side. He'll be on the call with Pat Foley tonight on NBC Sports Chicago. But first, we have a Chicago Wolves giveaway today. The 10th caller is going to win a twenty four ninety nine AHL TV package. Every Wolves game, by the way, is streamed live on AHL streaming platforms. They're off to a 4-0 start. They beat Rockford and Grand Rapids this past week. They have the best record in the AHL. Again, 10th caller will win a twenty four ninety nine AHL TV package. Chicago Wolves giveaway right now. Coming back with more, Steve Conroy joins us on the other side. It's The Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Hockey Show, presented by Coors Light. When you're at home, don't miss Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Rolling on on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000 with Brian Hanley. I am Pat Boyle coming to you from the first Midwest Bank Studios. Give us a call at 312-332-3776. Kevin Lankinen will be in the net tonight when the Blackhawks take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. And our next guest is going to be Mike Side with Pat Foley for that call on NBC Sports Chicago. Steve Conroy, the birthday boy. Joins us now on ESPN 1000. How are you doing this morning, Steve? Pat, I'm doing well. Brian, how are you doing? You don't age. How is that possible? Nah. You don't have birthdays. Because you're, you know, this is the one I'd like to forget about. This is the big 6-0. So uh, Pat Boyle uh, has been reminding me daily for the last week <laughs> that I've turned 60. So yeah. uh, I really appreciate that. Did you finish off the cake? Uh, I did. It was really good. There you really go. Good. Yeah. Now, did you bake that yourself? Or? I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Nelson, producer, and I uh, spent hours on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, it's a little little hobby of mine is making is making cakes. Uh, but that's I, not why we have you here. We have you here to talk about hockey. Um, what did you think about Kevin Lincoln and getting the start tonight after seeing what forty three shots and sixty seven shot attempts from Columbus? He's going to get another crack to take down his Finnish buddy, uh, Corpusalo. Yeah, well, I'm a little surprised, uh, you know, and, and I'll get your take on it too and Brian's, but, you know, a little surprised because I think the Blackhawks are still trying to figure out, well, I shouldn't say that. I think they know that Lankin is probably going to be number one. So that's why they're probably letting him get back in the saddle. Um, you know, it wasn't his best performance. The, the loss certainly wasn't on him, but, you know, I think they want him to be the number one guy, and if you're going to be the number one guy, you've got to shrug off bad games, and you've got to come back, and you've got to prove yourself. So I think they're giving him that opportunity. Um, I don't know how Malcolm Subban or even Colin Delia feel about that, but it looks like at least, you know, what are we, 15, 16 games into the season, 
it looks like Lankinen's the number one, and they're just giving him an opportunity to prove that. Yeah, I think, uh, Steve, you just echoed what Pat and I uh, talked about at the beginning of the show, that it, it would seem a natural place to, to give him a, a breather and let one of those other mm-hmm. two guys take the net. But you could also make that argument you just made, that it, he's your number one guy. Let's see how he rebounds from this. And you get mm-hmm. the schedule coming up with the Red Wings, so you have a landing spot for either or both of the uh, the backup goalies in the next week. Yeah, I think that's what the coaching staff does. You know, they, they kind of, it's not just the next game, it's the next week and, and the rotation and, and what they could possibly do. Um, you know, sometimes it's it's a guy's record against a certain team. And, you know, I remember it wasn't too long ago where Malcolm Subban got thrown in against the Nashville Predators and we were all kind of surprised. And you look at his record against the Predators and it was unbelievable. And I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but, you know, the coaching staff looks at that. They, they look at what an individual goalie's record is against a certain team. Now, that being said, of course, Kevin Lankinen has no history at all with any of these teams in the NHL. But as Pat pointed out, he does have a history with Corpus Allo. And they were buddies. They played against each other. And uh, so it's an opportunity for him to, uh, to, to best his buddy who's going to be, well, I don't know for sure, but I would think that Corpus Allo gets the net in the other end. When you look at the special teams the other night, I, I mean, look, it's been carrying this team pretty much the last three weeks. The power play's been top four. The penalty kill got up to top ten. Uh, but they allow the two power play goals to Columbus. They give up the shorthanded goal. How much of that do you think was possibly the loss of, of Connor Murphy, who could be out for up to two weeks, and to a degree Andrew Shaw, who unfortunately is in concussion protocol uh, once again? Well, I think it's a big part of it. And, you know, it, you know, they weren't without, uh, they were without Murphy in that one game in Dallas. And uh, <clears throat> I can't remember how many penalties they did kill, but they, I think they killed them all. At they least did. Two yep. or three. So, you know, you don't miss them then, but then all of a sudden when the other team scores, you know, a couple of, of power play goals, you, you look to them. And, and the facts are that Connor Murphy typically plays um, about, you know, if the, if the team's short for eight minutes per game, he's on the ice for between four and five. So he's, he's normally out there for half of the, the other team's power play. So when you're talking about a guy being on the ice 50% of the time, the other team's uh, got, got, got the man advantage, I think it's huge. And then you look at his skill set, whether it's, you know, he's a big body and, and he's really good at laying down and, and, you know, taking away not only shots but passes. So he's in that passing lane a lot of times. He's got a good stick. And he's physical out there, too. And, I mean, you know, you don't think of Connor Murphy as a, as a physical defenseman, but he's got the size and, and he does the job, whether it's taking sticks away or, or moving bodies in front of the net. So those are all important things when you're talking about, you know, killing penalties. And as far as Andrew Shaw goes, uh, he, he's just got a motor that never stops. And, and when you're killing penalties, you've got to outwork the five guys on the ice. You're down a man. So, you know, you've got to make up with it with, uh, with effort. And, and that's what he certainly brings. And he's okay in the faceoff that too. In fact, I think the last I checked, even though he doesn't take a ton of faceoffs, he was over 50% in the faceoff department. And, and we've only got two guys like that on this team. So, um, yeah, both of those guys, I think, you know, it's putting it under a microscope and, you know, maybe a couple of those goals, bad bounces that, that Columbus had with the man advantage. But when you're, when you're shorthanded, and listen, we, we haven't even talked about Jonathan Daves. Jonathan Daves may be the best penalty killer uh, in the league, uh, you know, especially in, in, this, in this division. Um, it, it's going to hurt when you start, you know, taking players like that 
out of your special teams play. Steve, being a uh, defenseman uh, when you were in the league, when you look at guys like Ian Mitchell and uh, Nicholas Bodan, uh, we were talking about this. You know, it's great they both get their first NHL goals the other night, uh, 56 seconds apart. But you also see the growing pains. Uh, I think Mitchell had three giveaways and Bodan had four, including the one that ended up with a shorthanded goal. Um, when you look at those two guys in particular, you know, what kind of seedling do you see? Well, you know, how do you know whether it's, you know, football or whatever, you've got to make mistakes to learn. And then those are the most valuable lessons. And, and I can guarantee you that Nicholas Bodan on a power play will never turn the puck over like he did, you know, against Tampa Bay, get his pocket picked by Felino and then Atkinson scored. So uh, it's like anything in life. You, you've got to experience it. You've got to go through those, you know, the growing pains, as you mentioned, and then that sticks with you. And it hurts, and you can't wait to get out there again because you want to prove yourself. As far as the ceiling goes, what, what has really impressed me, Hub, is that uh, these guys get better every game. And, uh, you know, th- that's the thing about these rookies. And I don't know if it's seven or eight rookies that we're going to have in the lineup tonight, but they have, a, they have taken steps each and every game. So not, not only, you know, the Blackhawks competing and they're, you know, they're almost in a playoff spot right now, but they're getting better. And, you know, some of these teams that have a bunch of 28, 29, 30-year-olds you know, they, they've pretty much hit their ceiling. I think the Blackhawks have room to grow, and I think the coaching staff realizes that. And, you know, maybe that's part of the reason that Kevin Lankinen does get the call again because this is, this is his part of his maturation. This is part of his, you know, development. And, and as far as the defenseman goes, uh, it's typically a couple of years before you know what you have uh, as a defenseman, and, and these guys just keep getting better, and they're, and they're winning as rookies. So, um, I think that's a real good sign for the Blackhawks, and I think we just have to be patient because there's going to be games where they give up three and four uh, turnovers a game, and and you know you can't come down too hard on them because they are still learning and they're still improving. Steve Conroy joins us on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. He'll be on the call tonight with Pat Foley on NBC Sports Chicago. How about what we've seen? You know, like Patrick Kane. We, we've been blessed in this town to see a Hall of Fame player play his entire career, 14 years win cups win an mvp um but like he's done it with so many different line mates and, and for the better part of i don't know six i mean since panarin left it, you know we're like okay can we find him a wing can we find it <laughs> and and you know alex Debrinkit is in you know year three off and on with kane i think they figured some things out like it's not as easy as you think to play with 88 uh, because sometimes you can just get lulled into watching what he does, as we heard Alex talk about earlier. But it seems like Alex has figured it out, and Alex Debrinkit is playing some fantastic hockey in all zones, in all phases. Uh, your thoughts on what you've seen from Kane and Debrinkit? Well, you're right. The chemistry is undeniable, and and what you have to remember is that you know especially with young guys, and I'm not saying you know, Alex has been around now, but when young guys come into the lineup and they're playing with a Patrick Kane, they tend to force him the puck, and, and that's not Kane's game. Kane's like, Patrick likes to go to those quiet, quiet areas, and yeah, he likes to get the puck eventually, but he likes to kind of go out there and, and find his spot and then get the puck, and you can't give it to him too early. It, the timing's everything in hockey, and the, the, the chemistry that I love that he has with Alex Dabrinkit is that the cat is so good at, you know, winning board battles. And I know he's only, you know, five, nine, maybe five, you know, five, eight, possibly, 
165 pounds, but we saw it against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets last game. He, he won a huge board battle against Seth Jones, who's got him by nine inches and 50 pounds. And Cat comes up with a puck and he brings it out and he spots Kane. And, you know, Kane scores that, I believe, was a power play goal. Uh, I think that made it 4 2 at the time, too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, they've got that chemistry, but they've got a skill set that really complements each other. And, it, you know, everyone would like to see another big winger out there with Kane so that. You know, he could take care of the boards and protect Kane if anything stupid happens out there. But, you know, Cat does that. He he wins so many puck battles, and um, they, they've got that chemistry. And, they're you know, they're, they're both, you know, shots that play their off wing. So Patrick Kane's looking for the one-timer, a left shot coming down the right side, and Alex Debrinkit's a right shot coming down the left side doing the same thing. So uh, I, I really like the chemistry they have, uh, what they've been able to do, and whether it's Pew Suter who's been in there, and we've seen Khrushchev in there, Soderbergh at times. Um, you know, I like that trio. So, you know, we're lucky. Um, whether it was Panarin when he he was back playing here, we saw Kubelik last year with 30 goals. He he got a little bit of playing time with Patrick Kane, and, and now Alex Dabrinkit, who, you know, had an off year last year after a 40-goal season, but he seems to be on his way to, uh, you know, that scoring dominance again. It, it's It's great to see, and we've been blessed to watch it. Well, there should be a couple more win streaks in the uh, in the Hawks' future here. And, and a few weeks ago, I didn't know they'd have three a three game win streak the way they were playing to start the season, mm-hmm. Steve. So we're getting a little bit spoiled. And as Pat said earlier, uh, the expectations are rising because uh, they're playing really competitive hockey. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you'd have told me that they, they would sit in the standings where they are, and you know, I, what do we have? Six wins so far in the season, and and you know, we're, we're over five hundred. I, I would have been shocked. Uh, you know. I thought we'd be okay, but certainly not in the in the mix of a possible playoff spot. And I know it's real early still, but um, you you put together a run like the Blackhawks had. And listen, had they beaten the Columbus Blue Jackets, they would have won five of their last six games and had points in all six of those games. So you know those are the kinds of runs you want uh, to, to climb up in the standings. And it, it's a different animal this year. You're you're playing all the games within your own division. So when you're getting those points. And, and the guys that you're playing against aren't, they're the guys sitting in your division, and you're getting ahead of them. Uh, and that's, that's what makes all these games, you know, you're, it's so cliche, but the typical four-point games because, um, you know, as long as it doesn't go to overtime, you're, you're getting two, they're not, and, and so that's a four-point swing. So um, I think it's going to be real fun to watch. And, yeah, listen, we're still early in the season, but, you know, all indications are that, they are getting better, that they're for real. The rookies are for real. And as far as uh, if Kevin Lankinen can come back, and, and, and it wasn't a, a horrible game for him, but there was, I know, at least two goals he would have liked to have back. And as long as he, as he can get back in the saddle and, and do what he was doing over his first you know, six or seven starts, uh, this team will be fine. All right, go back to shoveling, and we'll uh, see you. Uh, he's, to... he's, got, he's got half a dozen kids who can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Me and Hub both have a wing at uh, Mizzou. Hub, you had kids go to Mizzou, right? Uh, it's Brian Hanley. Oh, I'm sorry, Brian. 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 Yeah, Brian, no, Brian. I, I, I went to the other journalism school. I went to Marquette. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? The one good thing about this weather, it is hockey weather. So um, it gets me in the mood, and I hope it gets all our Blackhawks fans in the mood, too. All right, we'll see you tonight with Pat. Have a great call, and uh, take care. Sorry, boys. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. It's Steve Comroy on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. Coming up, we'll update our poll question when we continue on ESPN 1000. 
You're listening to The Hockey Show, presented by Coors Light. Call us or tweet your comments to at ESPN1000. The Hockey Show. This is ESPN1000, Chicago's home for sports. Rolling on on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000 with Brian Hanley. I am Pat Boyle. It's brought to you by Coors Light. Break away from the nonstop chill. Our uh, poll question, one of, one of the poll questions we have up on uh, ESPN Hockey Show on Twitter is uh, this. How do you feel, because it's Valentine's Day weekend, obviously. How do you feel about this year's Blackhawks team? A, you love them. B, you like them. They're kind of cute. Or C. We were on the break. <laughs> okay. And uh, how did you, before I reveal how uh, Blackhawks fans voted, where did you go with this one, Brian? Uh, I went with uh, kind of cute. Like him kind of cute. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one thing about Valentine's Day, uh, you know, other than we can get a poll question out of it, I was at the grocery store the other day. Yeah. And in the meat department, they uh-huh. had heart-shaped some sort of Beef product, heart shape, heart shape. I, I, I don't know how that really. Uh, once you're done grilling and everything, is that yeah. really going to set everyone in the mood? Is the two of you in the mood for much of anything at that point? That's a little forcing of the yeah. uh, of the fake <laughs> holiday that it is. It might have been fake meat. Fake I don't know. Meat. Yes, uh, nothing yeah. better than fake meat, heart <laughs> yeah, shape, <laughs> and add a little, little red food coloring in there too as well. well. Sure, nice and healthy. Yeah. Um, so uh, you were with the masses. Fifty six percent said. Uh, like them. They're kind of cute. And I, I think I think that's kind of what this team so far has, you know, it's a bunch of eight, nine rookies slash second-year players uh, trying to outwork, out-hustle, and uh, play solid hockey in all three zones and trying to scratch and claw their way to a victory. So we'll, you know, we'll see. It's I think it's been it's been fun. The games have been entertaining, if, yeah. if nothing well, look, else. At the beginning of the season, and and certainly after the first four games, I think a lot of people would said I, I, we're on a break and and wake me you know next season between the the fifty six game sprint and the expectations after seeing how they came out. And granted, they're playing Tampa and Florida turned out to be a pretty good team with the with the points they put up in that point streak better than probably even Joel Quinville expected. But uh, so they came out of the gate and had a couple tough assignments. But after watching that, those first four games where you gave up 20 goals, you're probably like, yeah, I don't need to, I don't need, I, we're on a break. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll all be better off than that. The, uh, the one down thing this week, and, and we saw it on Jeremy Colleton's face when he stepped to the mic on Wednesday, Andrew Shaw went into concussion protocol once again. And you'll remember, you know, he missed, 14 months prior with another concussion and at times he was talking about retirement. Yeah. I mean, he, that, 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 that was definitely crossing his mind because of how much he was being affected and, you know, headaches and, and not feeling like yourself. And, you know, he, he, he ditched the shield, right? Um, yeah. And he get, he gets elbowed in the face. He said the shield, you know, he knew it was going to protect him and he never played with it before. Couldn't get comfortable with it. And Joel Hanley, no relation. Uh, don't don't put a a, a pock on our, on my family. Um, he elbows him in the face, and it's kind of a benign play. And you, when you look at it, you, it's not anything overt that you really noticed at the time. And you wonder. I mean, you wonder how he deals with this 
not not only the, this concussion, but with the whole issue again, does does he start thinking about, hey, I gave it a go and, and my family's too important. You know, I hate to speculate, but this is uh, be interesting to see how how Andrew Shaw you know, you know, approaches this and kind of consumes it and figures out things here. The look on Colleton's face said a lot. And, and you have to remember that Jeremy's NHL career was cut short uh, by concussion. So we wish Andrew the best. We'll see the Hawks back in action tonight. 6.30 pregame show. Patrick Sharp will join me for that. And uh, you're up next with the one and only Fred Hubner. What are you guys uh, going to hey, hate? Hey, we got Jake Arrieta's back and is Chris Bryant heading to the Mets. Uh, you know, J.J. Watt, you can go get him. You don't have to package a, a Deshaun Watson type thing. A lot of comings and goings, and we can talk about a lot of things. Zach Levine, all-star, maybe not an all-star. Bull. Or uh, or is he going to be moved because his stock's never going to be higher than it is now? A lot to digest and, and talk to uh, to our listeners with. That's great. That's coming up next. It's Fred Hubner, Hubner and Brian Hanley. That's going to do it for the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. Sponsored by the Chicago Wolves. Off to that great 4-0 and start. By the way, Wolves fans can order personalized cutouts that will be placed in the fan gallery at all home games. Go to ChicagoWolves.com for that. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. For Brian Hanley, I'm Pat Boyle. We'll catch you next Saturday.